Hey there, I'm Judy Croon, Canada's keynote humorist. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper, shelf help with a smile. It's Monday, which means it's time for just another Mindful Monday. And as we've taken our journey talking to comedians, as we've been talking to experts about, um, you know, anything from humor to, well, to mindfulness, uh, we took an interesting turn a couple of weeks ago. And that is the issue kept coming up over and over again, especially when talking about mindfulness. Uh, especially while we're going through COVID, and that is mental wellness. And as a result, I decided I wanted to talk to a number of people in the community, boots on the ground, people who could shed some light and resources on the topic of mental wellness. On the podcast today with me is Jason Ball Gopal. Uh, Jason is a lawyer by day and community volunteer by night. He graduated from Osgood Hall, uh, uh, Osgood Hall Law School here in Toronto. He was called to the bar in 1999. His day job has allowed him to appear in all levels of courts in Ontario, and he's conducted all manner of trials, including murder trials. Now, being a perfectionist by nature in this imperfect world was one catalyst which started his downward slide into depression in the early 2000s. By 2004, Jason was officially diagnosed with depression and commenced a 10-year path through darkness. With the help of a psychiatrist, a therapist, some medication, family, friends, his supportive wife, by 2014, he was able to get into a better headspace. During this time, he found that volunteering gave him an opportunity to develop skills and interests outside of his day job. One of those projects was creating something in 2015 called the Mental Wellness Peer Support Groups. Currently, after work, he spends most evenings ensuring that the six weekly peer support groups are successful and finding ways to grow and promote these free and confidential groups to a wider audience. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, Judy, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. What I think is so important about your peer support groups, uh, we were just talking off air for a second. Because of COVID, you guys have gone virtually, but you went from this Toronto-based organization. Now you have uh, gone global. And in speaking to, like I said, the people who are the boots on the ground, um, you know, I, I chatted with one gentleman who said, if you need to reach out, if you need to, if you need help, you need to get in, uh, you know, you need to get in line now. You need to get in the queue now because the system is so overloaded. So for an organization like your group, which is free, which is confidential, that is helping people deal with their issues now, that is truly, truly phenomenal. So right off the top, I'd like you to give the website that folks can get more information. They can reach out to someone. But tell me, um, tell me about your peer support groups. Absolutely. Well, first of all, the website is www.mentalwellness.help. So it's not a .com, it's a .help, because that's exactly what we look to do. We look to help everybody. Uh, the groups are peer support. Now, if you've never thought of or understood what a peer support group is, 
is it basically is a group who is supported and deals with people who have the same issue or challenge that you're faced with. And so all of the people in the group uh, have had a mental wellness challenge, depression, anxiety, PTSD, hoarding, whatever it is. They've been there and they've walked a mile in your shoes. They can help because they've been there. It's, it's different than going to a doctor. Uh, you know, the, I, I, I went to a number of doctors and uh, they were all great. They all gave a lot of help. But I never really got the sense that they knew exactly what was going on inside my mind and what it was like to go through that uh, deep depression. Uh, but these people have helped and it's fantastic having the, that help. Because you were saying that the, the, the facilitators that are in the group these are people who have walked in your shoes you're not you're not selling yourselves as professionals in the industry you're just saying look i've been there so i i know what you're going through correct absolutely none of them is a professional hmm. all of them are people who have been through the groups they've themselves have shown up and said listen i, I need a bit of help myself uh they've been there and most of them have been coming for quite a length of time um because not only do they have needed the support in the past, but when as they've developed themselves, they've gone and said, listen, I really like giving back to other people. Uh, while I say they are, you know, people just like me who don't have formal training, we made sure that all of them have basic mental health first aid. And that's something you can get to ensure, you know, just like any of the first responders might have physical first aid, this is mental health first aid and, and our facilitators have that. We've gotten them trained on that. So it's not like you're talking to somebody completely who has no support for your sure. no, no background, but they have a great deal of empathy because they've been there, they've done that. Um, so if I suffer from anxiety, am I guaranteed to go on mentalwellness.help and uh, chat with somebody who is has gone through anxiety? Or is it just kind of a luck of the draw who you end up with, who you get pa paired up with? So when you go to mentalwellness.help, uh, you'll find that we use the meetup site as a sort of a sign-up board, a way of signing up for various groups. Uh, right now, because of COVID, all of our groups are done online using Zoom, uh, but otherwise we had done them in person. When somebody goes to a group, it's a matter of, there's about, six to 10 people there. We don't want too many or too few. Too many, it's not enough time for people to get an opportunity to share what's on their mind. And that's one of the most important things is having an opportunity to share what's on your mind. The, uh, the thing that I found when I was in my depression was, you know, my wife was fantastic. My family was fantastic. But after a while, they're kind of like, oh man, again, you know, and right. they don't really have the understanding about what to do. They, 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 they don't really fully understand and what's going on in my mind and uh, they were a bit of a loss so being able to talk to other people who have gone through this is one of the really important things about the group uh, now whether you end up with somebody who specifically has had anxiety themselves or not uh, the benefit with these facilitators having done the facilitation and run these groups for the length of time that they have is that they've encountered these people so even if you know, for instance myself um, I, I don't I don't say that I have PTSD. I don't believe that I do. But if somebody did come into the group, I, as a facilitator, I've dealt with so many people in the group settings that have had PTSD. Uh, I can help them a little bit, but it's more than that, me helping them as a facilitator. It's the other people in the group. Uh, you'll have other people who will be in the group with PTSD, with anxiety, with depression. 
And one of the, the second aspect of the groups after the sharing option, after sharing time, is that people can get feedback from other members of the, in the group. And feedback might be just empathy or it might be best practices. When I was in your shoes, I did X and it worked for me. Uh, and so while I may not have that background or experience in PTSD, somebody else in the group will, and somebody else is able to put their hand up and say, listen, you know, Bill, Bob, uh, you know, Fred, Judy, I, uh, I was in that circumstance as well. And this is what I found worked well for me. Um, so walk us through what one of the meetings would be like then. So you go to the website and again, the website is mentalwellness.help. You go to the That's website, right. you sign up. And I guess the first question is because we talked about the queue and how it can just be, you know, it can take so long now if you want to get help. So something like this is phenomenal. So from the time you sign up, when will you be chatting with when when possibly could you be chatting with a group that day i would say wow we have, yeah we have groups sunday monday tuesday two on tuesdays wednesday thursday we don't have friday yet or saturday but you know they will be coming mm -hmm. so you sign up um you uh you then look at the calendar and schedule of events and schedule of meetings and see what fits you and it, it may be that same day or you may say i'm not available to the next day um when you when the meeting is is available and you're signed up for it uh click on the zoom link and you go into the zoom meeting we like to ensure that the meetings start on time and end on time and the reason for that is that at least people have a sense okay i'm going to be consuming an hour of my time but that's it it's not some never-ending uh, discussion online that I feel I can't get away from. If I if I want to have something after the meeting that I'm expecting I'm going to do, you can do it. So you get into the meeting, and we have an opportunity for everyone to to share what's on their mind. Um, and do they have if, their cameras off, or can they have the option to be? Can they have the option to be anonymous? Not anonymous, but can they have their camera off, or must you see the face of the person? So one of the things we like to do with the video groups is to mimic as much as possible the same type of interaction you'd have in person. Mm -hmm. And in person, we were sitting around in chairs and talking with each other uh, and just identifying ourselves with a single name. So you'd hear my voice and you'd see my face, but you may just know me as Jason. Okay. And we like to mimic that in the same way in the video groups. Um, and people then have an opportunity there to share. They, they don't have to. People can sort of say, yeah, I'm not really sure whether I want to open up at this point. I'm, you know, I want to see how this group goes. I, I want to see if this is right, right for me. That's not a problem. Totally understand that. It's a, it's a very daunting thing if you've never opened up in front of other people to do that. So absolutely, uh, come to a group uh, and the facilitator will uh, sort of outline the, the sharing order. So people have an idea, okay, I'm going to be after Bill shares. Okay, I'm going to be ready for that. And then, okay, Jason, it's your turn. Would you like to share? Uh, could I pass today? Sure, no problem at all. Being here is enough. And being here is enough because, frankly, one of the real important things about the groups is seeing that you're not alone. You're not the only one out there with these challenges, and there are others. And that is the first step on this. Uh, if you can see that and you can get that understanding, you're better than you were yesterday. Now, of course, if you want to share, that's fantastic. And uh, we try and structure it so that people who are new to the group we're prepared that they may want to spend a little more time. They may take a little more time. Their story, they want to get out. That's fine. We can handle that. 
Um, so opportunity to share, but it, and we ask this question, frame us with your diagnosis if you have one, so that we have an understanding. You know, are you uh, depressive? Do you have anxiety? Are you dealing with hoarding issues? And then tell us how your mental wellness has affected you recently. And we let the person go. There's no questions asked during this time. There's no nothing said. You just tell us what's on your mind. When the person's finished, then we say, okay, thanks very much for sharing. Really appreciate it. Would you like some feedback? Now, there sorry, how long do they get a time limit for how long they can outline their, their issue? Well, so we do try and keep the meetings to an hour. And so it will depend on the number of people in a meeting. You get six okay. people in a meeting. Sure, you could easily have 10 minutes. You get 10. Well, maybe we're down to five minutes. But at the same time, the facilitators are very good about saying, okay, this is a, a, a new person. Hmm. We'll, in the sharing order, we might put them in the middle of the sharing order so that they can see how more people who have been to the meetings in the past operate. Mm -hmm. A couple of people, returning members come and share first. And then if the new person sort of takes a little more time, that's not a problem at all. The, the other members of the groups are very understanding of that. And so they'll see, okay, we're, we're getting towards, you know, three quarters of the way through the time and we, we still have a few members left to share. A number of members will say, you know what, I'm going to very, be very brief today. The, the new person took some time and that's perfectly fine. I'll be very brief. And they're very, it's, it's amazing how much the people in the groups are very accommodating about them. So while we might look for five or 10 minutes, some people have taken 15, 20 minutes, and that's not a problem. Um, and then we have an opportunity to get feedback. And that feedback, you know, again, people will ask, the facilitator will say, would you like feedback? Because some people just say, listen, I just want to get it off my chest. I don't want to hear what other people have to say this time. Right. Maybe next time. So, uh, all right, would you like some feedback? Yeah, all right. Then they'll look to see who of the other members in the group have sort of electronically put their hands up. And uh, all right, well, uh, Fred would like to give some feedback. And we'll again frame that so that it's, it's thoughtful. Okay, Fred, what empathy or best practices would you like to give to the person who just shared? Because that's, we're not looking to tell people what to do. Right. No. None of us is a professional, so I'm not a doctor with a white lab coat. I'm going to say, this is what you should do, because mm -hmm. that's not my role. But I can, as a human and somebody who cares about you, definitely say, well, that, that, was, that must have been really tough. I, I, I feel for you. I, I understand what you're saying, and that was a really tough thing to say. That's empathy. Um, best practices. Listen, when I was in your shoes, I found X worked really well for me. And that's something definitely I, as a, another person in the community, without a doubt can give to you uh, that I don't need to have, be a professional for. And it's something that the professionals often can't give to you because they don't right. have that lived experience. So then what happens? So then they get some feedback and then pretty well, is that it for the meeting? Like, how can you, because I'm, you know, these people are, are obviously bearing their souls in, in many cases. Can they get back on with that same group or do you just get on with a group if you, when you sign, like, what if you're, you become like, okay, well, I want to have those six people. I want to have the people that I chatted with before because I like Barbara's advice. Can you do that? Or is it absolutely. really just, really? Well, absolutely. In as much that the facilitators by and large have selected days of the week that they are free, available and enjoy working on. So if you like, you know, the facilitation that Dorothy has given you, you'll shut, sign up on a Wednesday evening because you like the way Dorothy does her facilitation. And if you like it, 
somebody else has done the same thing and said, gosh, I really like Dorothy. I'm going to come back on a Wednesday. And you end up with a little community there of the of same number, same types, of, not same number or type, the same people who show up on Wednesday and will when will have their, their time to share. Uh, of course, you always have new people coming in and out of the groups because some people come with great regularity. Some people will come not only regularly every week on a Wednesday, some people come multiple times during week, and some people come once every month, once every three months, and we'll see them, you know, three months later, oh, hi, I haven't seen you in a while, how are you? And it's always good to do that. But if you're looking for that continuity, you can certainly get it. What are some of the issues that you've seen a big increase in as a result of COVID or just over the past year? I would say some of the big issues really have been um, the depression, anxiety, and loneliness, all mm -hmm. of that dealing with COVID. Uh, people really have been challenged with the lockdowns. People really have been challenged with not being able to see and connect with other people, just in the, not only in their community, but also their friends and families, which may be, you know, some distance away they could drive to and, and have a coffee in the past. And now they're much more isolated than they used to be. And um, this is really taking a toll on people. And I've been surprised at how much uh, the groups have expanded during COVID. Uh, before COVID started, we were meeting only in person and we had two meetings a week. And that was great. Fantastic. We might have been have servicing about 15 people a week. Now we've almost tripled that and we've got six meetings a week and we can have, and we're, I mean, it's rapidly increasing. I'm surprised at how fast mm -hmm. things have been changing over COVID. And you've said, you said off air that this has gone global. So how are you dealing with the, um, how are you dealing with the time changes? Well, so right now, as I said, we've, the facilitators are choosing the times when they want to have their meetings because I think it's important that each person who is um, helping out the group does it in a way that works for them. Uh, and so far, all of them have been very content to do it on in an evening in Toronto time. But we have the ability, and as we're getting more and more groups opening up, uh, to do it at different times, which will allow people throughout the world to do it at a time convenient to them, or even if you're local here, to do it at a time when you, you, know, you may be working in the evening or you may be wanting to watch that favorite show that you just don't want to miss or have dinner with your family. Sure. And, you know, so this allows people to do something in the afternoon. And the other thing is, I don't always get depressed at six o'clock in the evening. Right. You know, I sometimes find, gosh, I'm anxious or I'm depressed at two in the afternoon and I really need to talk to somebody now. What do I do? Well, that's what our goal is. Our goal is to have it so that you can go online and say, what meeting can I go to now? I'm on the phone with Jason Bell Gopal. In, uh, in 2015, he started this amazing group, Mental Wellness Peer Support Groups. And the reason I have Jason on, uh, on the podcast today is because as I chat with more and more experts, and like I said, we've taken a bit of a turn with the show uh, over the past couple of weeks because, you know, in, in speaking about mindfulness, there is an incredible need right now. Lots of folks suffering from anxiety, depression, job loss. And the sad, the sadder part to this is there is such a backup with the regular services. And trust me, the regular services are fantastic. 
Um, I want to pass on a, a word from a friend of mine who suffers from depression, Jim Descharm. Jim says, you know, you've got to remember you are not alone. Uh, you can reach out to CAMH. Uh, there's also the Canada Suicide Prevention Helpline at crisisservicescanada.ca or call 1-833-456-4566. You can also text the crisis line via SMS 686868. All this information I have listed on uh, on the podcast, so don't freak out because, uh, you know, you can't write that quick. But the reason I wanted to get Jason on the show as soon as possible is because his group is able to and again they are not saying they're professionals they are facilitators they are people who have walked a mile in in your shoes they have cut the swath through the darkness and they they they're leading by example okay at the very least it's just an opportunity to to air what has been weighing you down and get some and get some feedback or just at the very least hear yourself say it to a group of supportive people. The website is mentalwellness.help. Mentalwellness.help. And as Jason said, yes, they are expanding at a, at a phenomenal rate because of uh, probably because of COVID, probably because of those log jams. Um, but they are now still able to chat with people, if not that day, the next day. You just have to go to the website mentalwellness.help. You can also find them on their Facebook page, facebook.com, mentalwellness.help. And it's a free service. So, you know, this is peer-to-peer, a peer-to-peer support group, a free service. So, hey, why not? Jason, I know you're a huge volunteer, but this is probably you know one of the most important things you have done in in your life i mean we always say if you can just reach one person then it's been all worth it but by the sounds of it you're reaching a lot of people who are just going through some some difficult times as i was saying the same gentleman that said that there's a massive backlog he said there are there is going to be a tsunami of uh of anxiety depression what we don't we just don't know you know so any group that can help and right now have service that 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 they can you know someone can talk to a group and within 24 hours even is phenomenal so jason my hats off to you thank you so much for doing this well thanks judy i appreciate that but you know i i gotta say as much as i'm doing it for other people i'm doing it for myself because um I actually am surprised at how much I find I'm getting more meaning out of the work that I'm doing there than I have been out of, in many respects, my professional job. Mm. I, I I find, like you say, I'm able to I'm able to talk. People talk about giving back, and, and it's true. I mean, I got a lot of services to help me through my dark times, and I'm really appreciative of that, both from the medical community, from my local community, from my family and friends, and that's all needed. But a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have the ability to get out there and get that service. They don't have those supports. And um, I don't know where I would have been. I don't know where I would be now if I didn't have those supports, if I didn't have those people to help me. And one of the things that was missing when I was going through my darkest times was an ability to talk to other people, like-minded people, so to speak. Uh, people who had you know, been in the tough times that I had been in and, and, and I could talk to and understand what I was going through. 
And so uh, when I got into that better headspace and I got to the point where I felt I could give back, uh, I said, well, what, 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 do I, what would I have needed at the time? And one of the things was to be able to talk to somebody who kind of knew what I was doing, what I was going through. Uh, and uh, so when I started these groups up in 2015, I really had no idea how successful they were going to be. But it, it, it's, it's true. These services are so needed and people don't need to suffer. I mean, I think in many ways people suffer because they don't realize that there are options. And people have so many options. All of the various places you listed, the phone numbers, the numbers people can text for service. Um, I just beg anybody who's listening, don't suffer. Don't suffer. Take a step. And you know what? My goal has always been just to make tomorrow a little better than today for myself, for somebody else. He doesn't have, I don't have to win the race. I don't have to become, you know, fantastic by, by the end of day tomorrow. I just have to do a little more than I did today. Just move myself forward a little bit. And if that is just talking with somebody, then wow, if I feel better, isn't that amazing? And it's amazing how much that can help. Well, and on an extreme note, uh, my friend was also suggesting if you feel like you are going to do harm to yourself and you can't get a hold of anybody, um, you know, go to a hospital, go to emergency. They will check you in. He goes, you'll probably be, you know, you'll probably be there for 72 hours. He goes, it's the safest place to be. He goes, there's no judgment. In his words, you're just a face. You're just a face. They will take care of you. They will be sympathetic. They will, 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 they will be there for you. So worst case scenario, also keep that in mind. I don't think people, I don't think people even think of that, which, you know, it's a, a lot of this is, is news to a lot of folks. So any little bit helps. Um, really quick, Jason, just out of curiosity. So this went virtually, it went global as a result of COVID, but when COVID's finally over, are you just going to go back to, um, are you going to stay virtual? Are you just going to keep Absolutely. it Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to do both because th th there's no substitution for people seeing people. We're, humans are social creatures. We want to be with other humans by and large. Even, even introverts like myself <laughs> like to see other people out there in the world. Um, but being able to be virtual allows us to do things we never could have done. People don't have the difficulties in commuting to get to a physical location. Uh, they don't have to worry about whether or not they, you know, there is still COVID, you know, uh, there are still germs. Are, are am I going to be exposed to things like that? Sometimes people have compromised immune systems that they're just like, well, I, I want to, or they have mobility issues. I want to, but I can't get there. And that's one of the fantastic things about the, the virtual aspect of this is almost everything we can do in person, we can do by virtual telecommunication. And so, yes, we're definitely going to keep the, the virtual aspect of this and allow it to continue to expand both in number uh, of uh, meetings, locations of meetings within the world and, and times. But we're also going to reintegrate our uh, in-person meetings because people do like them. Jason Bell Gopel, the, uh, the program is mentalwellness.help. That is the website, mentalwellness.help. And it is free. It is confidential. And, you know, it's there for you. Uh, the format, one hour long. And, you know, you can get on 
within 24 hours. And I just don't know too many services out there right now that have that kind of availability. So please keep this in your, uh, in your, in your bag of tools with dealing with whatever you're dealing with. We'll get you through it. You're probably saying, yeah, Jude, when's the show going to be funny again? It'll be funny again, but this is really important. We got to do this and we got to get the information out. And trust me, both Jason and I are funny people, but right now we got to get some serious information out. So Jason, on behalf of Laugh Long and Prosper, I know we didn't do a lot of laughing, but I kind of did laugh to myself when I was thinking we use names like Barbara and Dorothy when we're talking about very supportive people. And I bet the Barbara and Dorothy's out there right now are smiling. So. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. <laughs> so Jason, thank you so much. And again, the website is mentalwellness.help. Thank you for doing what you're doing, Jason. Oh, Judy, thank you very much for having me on the show. And please, anybody out there who has uh, any concerns, get yourself help. Uh, it's, it's so important to stay here with us in the living until tomorrow and be happy about it. That's my entire goal in life now. I want to be happy. I don't really want to be rich. I don't really want to be successful or famous. I want to be happy. And if coming and being successful or rich makes me happy, fantastic. If being poor and unsuccessful makes me happy, I'm fine with that too. But the goal in life, I think, is to be happy and enjoy your life. And so I urge anybody who's not having that, don't suffer. Find a way to make yourself happy. And we are one, one thread in that web of support you can have. Thanks, Judy. Thank you, Jason. Well said.